now entering the lucid life vibes portal the portal to the universe the dimensions bridging from here to there the wormhole of your mind this concept of portals opening the portal traveling through the wormhole entering into something new moving from here to there through the portals and the wormholes and that starts in your mind then it can become physical as you're having a physical experience so let's talk about physical and non-physical let's talk about the matter the density and what is happening here and there as there is no separation I for one am one of those humans one of those people that shifts the words there's an opportunity for new words new vocabulary as we have entered into a new location and time in the universe we are in a higher vibrational meaning a lighter density a higher density of matter so the thought is different the words will become different we are shifting this movement into a new location and time in the universe happened for our entire galaxy so here we are on planet earth spinning and then we're moving around the sun every day is a new cycle every month is a new cycle every year is a new cycle and then not only with this movement of earth through our days our months and our year moving around the sun this rotation around the sun the orbit around the sun but there's also this movement of our solar system within the galaxy and then our galaxy is also moving through the universe so it's interesting when you think about planet earth our planet and then our neighborhood being the solar system that we're in with our Sun and there's an invitation to open to the Sun being a portal but also being this portal and this wormhole of a life force energy so I want to invite you to open to the universe and open to yourself being life force energy this this podcast is really about physical and non-physical life if we're gonna keep it simple it's about life the universe is alive that's what the universe is it's life here on planet Earth I think that many can have blinders on or really get caught up and distracted with what's happening on the surface of planet earth and there's so much happening inside planet earth and then off of planet earth and we're all part of that so this idea of what is physical and non-physical yet life and it brings up the conversation about infinite infinity and how we are beings of light we're infinite we have a spirit 
being infinite. What does that mean? Because here on planet Earth, in our physical life, there is this idea of death being the end. For many, death is the end. It's over. Black nothingness. And for some, when they pass from this life, they pass into an afterlife where they go somewhere else to exist. So there are many belief systems around what happens when our life in the physical form here on earth comes to an end. And I want to invite you to step outside of this idea of an alpha and omega, the beginning and end. When you look at the word divine and you do a word search, a word study on divine, divine will actually lead you back to the beginning and end, the alpha and the omega. However, there are so many different uses for the word divine. People use the word divine in so many different ways, so many different ways. And I don't know if most people are using the word divine to describe alpha and omega beginning and end. And for me personally, I've been invited to embrace infinity, the eight infinite, no end, limitless, along with nine fractal infinity. I have an entire podcast on the number 10. I also have another one on the 11 and the nine three separate podcasts just on the numbers 9, 10, and 11. They are something. The numbers, the sacred geometry is connected to the entire universe where the words are really planetary right here to planet Earth. So as we're shifting in this different time and location of the universe, our thoughts are shifting, our reality is shifting, and there's a becoming. And there's really this invitation as you open to opening your mind to this physical and non-physical, what that means, what that looks like for you, as you feel through this idea of infinity and this eight, the in and out flow, the movement, even the Fibonacci, the spiral, the fractal infinity, the nine, the eight and the nine, infinity, fractal infinity. The nine is also cycles. So there are cycles. When you're in the physical, there are cycles, just like every day is a cycle. It's interesting how many humans don't sleep or feel like sleeping is somehow a waste of time or like sleeping in is, is being lazy or wasting their day. It's not at all, actually. Now, being numb, being paralyzed, those are a different vibration. But when you're just allowing yourself to rest and sleep and to heal, that's needed. We need to sleep. There's a cycle for humans every day. And sleep is part of that. The amount of healing that's happening when you sleep is incredible, especially as children. All of our stem cells are just firing and healing and in action. So when you think about fractal infinity, our lungs are fractal patterns. We can breathe oxygen because of the fractal infinity of our lungs. I know what it's like to heal lungs. I've healed my lungs. I actually went through this a crazy lung purging and it was part of my healing were my lungs. 
there's healing from head to toe. And that occurs when we're sleeping, when we can let go and allow our bodies to jump into action, this innate knowing from within our bodies. So when you're sleeping, your body is going, (laughs) your body is working for you, serving you, healing. This innate action is happening. I welcome sleep every night, dream time, bedtime. We turn our lights down, colored lighting, really tranquil salt, salt rock lamps everywhere. And sometimes there's candles and there's relaxation. We've got cool air going. We're comfortable. We're relaxed. I'm one of those people that has to take a shower or a bath before I sleep every night. I cannot get into my clean sheets with a dirty body because I love sleeping and relaxing. It's part of my day to tuck myself into bed. I parent myself. I have an adult son now, so he doesn't require much parenting. Um, It's more fun with him, but I parent myself. I care for myself. I tuck myself into sleep. I nurture myself. I talk to myself about my dreams. And so sleep time is something I welcome. And I want to invite you to welcome that because that's your opportunity to remember. When you relax, you're entering into the theta brainwave state of mind. As you sleep, it's the delta brainwave state of mind. You can let go of the doing and know that your body is working for you as you relax. The benefits of relaxation are endless. Again, I'm not talking about being numb or paralyzed out of fear or anxiety. That's not what I'm speaking of. I'm talking about this relaxation. This is why I create relaxing ASMR video, sensory videos that are just relaxing to assist people in calming the mind, quieting the mind, and not necessarily having to be distracted or entertained, but more of this lullutation, I call it, lulling you like a lullaby, like a baby because you're the baby, babying yourself. So I create a lot of relaxation content and sensory content, both audio and visual, because I enjoy that. It feels like a brain massage and I can let go and relax without it being a distraction or entertainment. So for me, it's got purpose and intention that yes, I'm entering into a moment of relaxation because it's beneficial for my mind, my body, as I connect with the non-physical part of myself. So when I enter into this relaxation, whatever it is, whatever I'm doing that's relaxing, I know that it's beneficial because I'm relaxing my mind and my body connecting with that non-physical part of myself. So it's incredibly beneficial. And many people that are resistant to relaxation because it's this go, go, do, do mentality, this rush, rush about it, that I have to use all this time and to accomplish something. Here's another thing. Busy is an illusion for a lot of people. This idea of busy work and busy It's an illusion. It's a distraction. It's entertainment. Even if it's unwanted, many people are distracted. So when you are distracted or entertained by something, or or let's say it's fear, anxiety, worry, this numbing, paralyzed 
cannot move because everything's so oppressive or overwhelming. It's really hard to relax and to let go and to tune into that non-physical part of you. And sometimes it's hard to even sleep and allow your body to heal. So there's an invitation to open this portal of your mind and to invite your subconscious and ego to come along with moments of relaxation. And that every night as you're sleeping, this is Delta wave. When you're sleeping, your brain is moving into Delta wave action. Something is happening while you're sleeping. Every night when you sleep, you can think to yourself, there's action happening. This is fractal infinity. This is infinity. This is the eight and nine in you. It's occurring while you're sleeping. You're still breathing. You're healing. You're resting. But when you fight against that and think, oh, I'm sleeping too long or my sleep is a waste of time or I've wasted my day. No, you healing and sleeping and relaxing is not a waste of your day. It's what you need. Now, when you're paralyzed or numb, that's a different vibration going on. When you're paralyzed and you're numb, I want to invite you into movement. So if you're feeling the opposite and it's not about relaxing, it's that you feel paralyzed or numb and you're so unmotivated to do anything. You can't get yourself out of bed. You feel depressed and oppressed, that kind of thing. If you're feeling that, I want to invite you for massive momentum and movement, physical. Not with your mental, not with the thoughts, but just movement. It could be singing, dancing, drawing, painting. It could be cleaning out your closets. It could be mowing your yard. It could be cleaning your, your environment from top to bottom, head to toe. It could be something for you to create physical movement. Maybe it's sweating it out. Maybe it's dancing it out, singing it out. And this is for you. You don't need anybody else to get on board with you for you to have movement and momentum. When I say movement and a momentum, the idea here is that if you would surrender the thoughts when you're not feeling it, when you're feeling oppressed, depressed, that numb, that anxiety, don't make it about the thought. Let go of the thoughts. That's the pressure. That's the overcomplication. Let the thoughts go. And you know what? Put the emotions down for just a minute. Hey, subconscious and ego, we're going to put the thoughts and the, the emotion down just for right now while we have movement, physical movement. When you physically move your body, especially in joy, something that brings you joy, maybe it's walking your dog, maybe it's a hike, maybe it's too hot outside for you, and that's fine. Maybe it's something indoors. There's something interesting that has come to my attention through social media that I've noticed. There's a lot of people that have picked up dance moves like shuffling, this dance thing, shuffling, or like what my husband's been doing. My husband is addicted to these physical strength challenges, not cardio, but strength like endurance and strength. So he got really caught up this past year in the idea of walking on all fours. 
and he could not believe how challenging it was, and it was something he could do indoors when it was really hot in the summer. Also, my husband juggles. It was something that when when we were doing school choice with our son, we didn't do public school or private school with our son. Um, we did something different that a lot of people have a under, hard, under, hard time understanding what that looked like. A lot of people say it would be homeschool, but it wasn't homeschool. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't the teacher. I was more of a principal. And he took most of his courses from MIT. So he built his first computer at 12. He took the first coding class at 12. He was able to learn and explore and grow. And, and I don't really have a word other than school choice. And he was free to learn and grow and experience so much with education and learning. And it really was this growing process for him that was an adventure. And part of that was this freedom to learn without having to apply everything. He could just freely enjoy learning about things without having to be the expert at doing those things. And that was really a difference with his education was that he had so much extra free time to be able to choose what he was physically doing with his body. And that's what I want to invite you to, open to, are these different ways to move your body and different ways to spend your time and energy. And so for my son, with the way that he experienced school growing up, was more of like college, where he wasn't in a building being directed and herded from class to classroom to room by other people, this militant where to go, what to do, when you can go to the bathroom, when you can eat, when you can, like everybody controlling your schedule, your time and your energy. Instead, he was allowed to go to a class here, learn this thing there, go over here. It was like college. So his day was more spread out. He had freedom of his schedule and he had a lot of freedom of time because he could accomplish so much more in a small amount of time because there wasn't this busy work and he wasn't being controlled by others. He knew what the schedule was. He knew what was expected from him. And then he was able to use his free time to make his own choices on how he was physically spending that. And so when we talk about these challenges or, for example, my husband juggling, let's get back to that story. When my son was growing up, he went to upper cervical chiropractors and we always made sure that he was in alignment with his spine and his nervous system was tuned up and there were no headaches and he was healthy and happy. And so being well, wellness, well-being was a focus for us. And along the path, we had brain balance really come into the focus with our son. So he got to take part in some really amazing programs and studies about brain balance and speed and timing and rhythm of self that was amazing. 
And brain balance was something that really stuck with our entire family. And it's interesting because I have a podcast on the gateway technique. And this gateway technique that the CIA even discusses in some of their released documents is the human body becoming this gateway and partially the process is brain balance, balancing your brain, this alignment. And juggling is an exercise that engages both sides of your brain. It's really amazing. And there's actually people that do juggling workouts. So for my husband and son, you know, my son learned to juggle and we had what's called a wobble ball. It's something that you stand on and it creates it creates a core balance within you and you just do simple exercises, not a cardio, not a workout, just simple exercises on this balance ball. It's not even a ball. It's more of a disc that has air in it. And it creates this balance within your body. So we bought this wobble ball for brain balance from an upper cervical chiropractor and wellness center that our whole family went to for years. And he learned to juggle on this wobble ball and create brain balance for himself. And he would do this before math. He would do this before certain classes, before he would do certain studies. He would say, ooh, I need to really balance my brain and get balanced so that he's primed, that the brain is firing. He's in the prime condition to learn to absorb the information or to be creative. So I'm bringing all of this up because there's so many things that you can do for your physical that you can put the mental and the emotional to the side. So if we're talking physical and non-physical, and we're gonna get to the non-physical here, but let's lay the foundation in our physical experience so we have somewhere to go from. There's so much you can do on a physical level that benefits you. So if it's relaxation, we had that discussion, the theta brainwave state. If movement is what you're called to, you can absolutely, absolutely engage physically without the mental and the emotional stress. And that might be something new for you. That might be something new for you. Just like the idea of relaxation might be a challenge for some, I think that it might be a real challenge for many to disconnect the mental and the emotional from the physical, where you can just simply go do something physical and not mentally or emotionally engage, where it can be movement, where you can reset so I have found many athletes can do this well. My son is a natural ass athlete. Actually, all of us are in our family. We're just naturally athletic. And we have some friends that are not. And so it's really funny. <laughs> it's funny talking to people that are not naturally athletic. And then there's those people that are musically gifted, right? Or creatives. And some are not. Or they feel like they're not. So our family, we're just naturally athletic. I'm one of those that chooses not to run. Running is painful for me. I just, I'm not going to run unless somebody's chasing me with a deadly weapon. It's just not going to happen. But I will hike all day long. I love walking and hiking. And I grew up as a dancer. I was a professional dancer. So ballet, modern dance, barefoot, <laughs> jazz. I even did tap. 
And I'm very well-rounded in dance. So movement, physical, is how I process first. And here's what I've really found about a lot of us that are physical or feel athletic. It's kind of like people that feel musical or creative and they're doing their creative or music thing. It's, it's very similar. What it is, is a physical flow where you are physically moving, physically going, but the mind and the emotion is letting go. So for me, when I hike, when I'm on a hike or whenever I was dancing in my younger years, I would just turn my mind and the emotion off and I would move. I would sweat. And I still do that when I hike, sweat and move. And I feel new and refreshed. It's kind of like when my son goes and he plays golf or hockey or recently him and his buddy have, they work in the restaurant right now and the restaurant business. And they've been both in the kitchen working really late in a restaurant. And then they go and work out at the gym together and then shower at the gym and come home and sleep. And they've been doing this for months now. It's been really hot outside, like over a hundred degrees, and it's just almost impossible to be outside. And so him and his buddy, they, they play hockey, ice hockey, and they've been in their off time when they're not playing ice hockey because ice hockey is not readily available in the heat where we live. So there's only a handful of rinks in the cities that they have to drive to. What they've done is they've modified their schedule to where... They're not in the sun, they're not out in the heat, but they're still physically moving their bodies. And they have found that they love going to work out at the gym and then shower when they're finished. So they feel fresh and clean, then get in the car, drive home and and go to bed. They love going to work out after they've had a long work shift. So any stresses, anything that's come up, they can physically sweat it out in the gym. And it's working for them. This is what I want to invite you to do is that there's an opportunity in your physical to to intentionally open to this is theta brainwave relaxation. I'm going to relax and chill. I'm healing. I'm resting. My body is moving into action for me when I'm not in action. On the other side of it is when... You're feeling numb, anxiety, worry. You feel paralyzed. That's the opportunity to shut off the mental and the emotion and physically move. It's not about a workout and it's not about forcing something on yourself you don't want to do. It's about physically moving your body so that you can move the unwanted out of the physical. You are having a physical experience. This is another reason that when I channel, I channel through my physical experience. There are a lot of people that channel non-physical and they leave their bodies. You only hear from the non-physical. Non-physical advice and guidance is is non-physical. They're not physical. Now, 
guidance from your higher self, your spirit, and we're going to get to that, that non-physical you, that's different because that is guidance for you. That is guidance. But when you're, when you're channeling beyond your higher self and you're channeling this non-physical guidance and advice, it's non-physical. It's not coming from a perspective of physical. It's not physical. And it's not having the same experience that you are in the physical. So for me, when I receive guidance, when I channel anything, it's going to be filtered through my physical reality and physical experience and my higher self, my spirit. Because I'm having a physical experience. It is physical. And I've seen a lot of people get caught up with this, with many people with the law of attraction, many people, which that word law and legalistic, that's a whole podcast on its own. (laughs) And I've talked about that in many podcasts. I believe my very first podcast here was on vibration and attraction and it not being a law at all. If it's a matter of vibration, the words have density They're physical, the words are. And some of the words are heavy and they don't apply anymore. And so as we've moved into this different time and location in the universe, law and legality is something that will fall away. If everything is matter, everything is energy, therefore it's all vibrational. This is why I don't use the word spiritual or spirit. Spirituality or spiritual. Spirit, yes. Our higher self, yes. I don't use spirituality and spiritual because there's no separation. There's nothing that is not spiritual or spirituality. Everything is that. There is no separation. So a lot of our words, there's separation in that. They imply the separation. For example, if you're deserving, then there's undeserving. So there's no point in using the word deserving anymore because there's no undeserving. Everything is connected. It's all energy. It's all vibrational. And this idea of separation creates the separation between the physical and the non-physical. And now the spiritual is outside of you. And this idea of a lot of channeled information, for example, a lot of law of attraction information is coming from channeled sources And that's simply inviting you to match a vibration of something that you want. However, we're on planet Earth. It's a physical experience. There's way more going on vibrationally. And we can talk about that. We can even use the tuning fork as an example of that. Quantum physics, quantum energy shows us exactly what's going on. It's absolutely accurate. And you can see the truth in quantum energy. You can see what's hidden. Even in quantum computing, we've talked about that this in the few in a few podcasts here. Quantum computing can tell you the truth of things. Nothing is hidden through the quantum energy. This is why I channel through through the energy, through the quantum, the quanta, and higher selves. Where it's actual actual accurate information. It's a hundred percent. I'm always a hundred percent. In my tapping in, tuning in, and channeling. Always. 
And it's incredible in my coaching program how accurate it is. And then being able to guide and coach other people into doing what I can do for themselves. I mean, first, it's a matter of doing it for yourself before you can do it for anyone else. I mean, I've spent over a decade, almost two, focused on myself with all this self-mastery. And so now it's an overflow to other people. It's an overflow. When you can really master this physical, your physical, and then you tap into the non-physical, and there's that in and out, that's the fourth and fifth dimension. You're in a different dimension than others. So I vibrationally am in a different dimension than most other people on planet Earth. So most conversations I don't vibrate with. I am different. I really am. And there's a lot of us that are. And even more interesting, there's people that are even higher vibrational than I am. And I am becoming that. And I feel that I'm shifting right now. I've had some of the most paradigm shifting weeks recently. I mean, just an entire week of wow. So for me recently, these seven day cycles, the weeks for me have been incredible. I feel like I am shifting so quickly. My weeks feel almost like years right now. And the seven had really been coming for me. So I've really been looking at the seven day weekly cycle for myself. That's self-guidance. That's how that feels. So when you can really tap into your physical because you're having a physical experience, that's your anchor. That's your grounding. A lot of people talk about this grounding, grounding. It got brought up in my live last night. I was live streaming and people were talking about grounding. We talked about this in a a past podcast. The, The earth, the soil, the surface of the earth is full of DNA. I mean, dogs' ability to sniff out dead human remains, the remains of humans, decades, hundreds of years later, is incredible. It's incredible. The amount of DNA, the amount of blood, sweat, tears, energy, imprints, memory in the earth that are in the ground, I would never suggest grounding in. (laughs) I would never suggest that. I don't even know why people say that. If you want to go barefoot and walk on the earth, go barefoot. It's energetic. It's wonderful. I mean, I guess you can call walking barefoot grounding, but I also know a lot of people that are, that, that focus on energy talk about this idea of grounding into the earth and grounding. I'm not into that. It's really about grounding into your knowing, which for me is being anchored in your truth. This physical awareness where your mind and body is connected, this oneness of you. And I remember when I was going through my healing and I was awakening to who I truly am in the year, the early 2000s when this happened with me. And I really was able to understand what self-mastery was. And on my awakening journey, I remember telling some of my doctors, I felt like my mind and body were working against each other. Like I really felt like, and there's actually many diseases 
dis-ease in the body, diseases, where your body is fighting against you, like your cells. Fibromyalgia is one of those. The neuropathy, the neuro stuff, the nervous system. This is why chiropractics, upper cervical chiropractics, I'm a big believer in the atlas adjustment. Your C1 is the first vertebrae that holds your brain into your skull. The tune-up of your nervous system, you know what's going on there, your your nervous system, your alignment, it's everything. Alignment. That's a word. Moving out of this idea of grounding into alignment with the self. This idea of needing to be grounded on the planet, I don't understand that personally because I feel more like a timeless spaceship. I can feel my light body. I can feel that non-physical part of me, and I can feel like I want to hover and go out into space in the universe a lot. So for me personally, I don't ground in, and I certainly don't ground into collective energy. I don't attach to collective energy or DNA or, or energy imprints. So for me, if I want to really tap into earth, nature, being the consciousness of nature, my breath, connecting in with that. Or there's many meditations I guide where you can go down through the ocean water, the salty sea, where you go through the salty water and then go into the crystals of the earth. And so I always invite you, if you want to feel this, this connection to the earth, is to go through the sand of the earth, which are tiny crystals, the crystals and the sand of the earth into the salty ocean and water, and then down, down, down into the crystals of the earth. And if you could really tap into the crystal energy of the earth through the sand and the salty sea, that's energetic. There's minerals, there's trace minerals, the makeup in your body, trace minerals, and really make it more about the minerals and connecting with nature and the intelligence and wisdom of the earth through the crystals, the water, the salts, the makeup of your body. You're 70 to 90% water. The earth is 70 to 90% water. The crystals of the earth that are created on the earth interact with the water. So there are caves in Mexico that have selenite. And the caves have been flooded with water as they're growing the selenite. These selenite are like 18 wheelers underneath the earth. So when you go in, you need a special suit. They're unflooded, or they were at some point. And you can research this. These selenite caves in Mexico, they're incredible. And they're huge, 30 feet long. I mean, think about that. Think about the size of whales in the ocean. And then you think about 18-wheelers on the earth machinery. And then these crystals, they're huge. There's so much on planet earth that is just so large, enormous. And so this idea of whales and how large they are in the water, there are crystals that are that large in the planet. There's a honeycomb earth going on. There's so much we don't know about our oceans. There's so much we don't know about our inner earth. I mean, just recently, a, a group of Australian scientists 
brought it to everyone's awareness and attention that the very center of the earth is an iron crystal core. It's an iron crystal. It's a crystalline core. It's a metal center and it interacts with the moon and creates this balance of the earth. And so the, the center of the earth creates this harmony and balance on the surface of the earth. And it's connected to the moon and the sun and the universe. So when we think about the sun, there's this illusion with the sun. When I was a child, the sun was yellow. Now it's white. Well, the sun hasn't changed. The atmosphere has changed. The atmosphere on planet Earth has changed, but we're also in a different part of the universe. So we're the atmosphere is different everywhere for our entire galaxy. There are many thoughts and concepts of thinking around retrogrades or repeating energy or things somehow going backwards or repeating. And that is an illusion. Nothing retrogrades. No planets retrograde. It's an illusion. None of the energy in the universe moves backwards. Nothing moves backwards. It's all fractal infinity, spiral, forward, evolving. Everything is growing, moving, evolving. Everything in the universe. So the suns bring the life force energy to the solar systems. And in the center of our galaxy is Sagittarius the black hole, Sagittarius B, which is a black hole, or Sagittarius A. I think it might be Sagittarius A. <laughs> Anyways, it's a black hole right in the center of our galaxy. So our galaxy in the very center is a black hole. The black hole absorbs the heavy density, what's unwanted. And then all the suns in the solar systems within the galaxy bring the life force energy. And many of us know that the suns are portals that create a wormhole from sun to sun. So travel through the universe is through the suns. The suns are not what people think they are. There's a little bit of misunderstanding and illusion with suns. And so there's going to be a perspective shift and this opening of the mind, and it's going to require different ways of thinking. And there's no law about it. There's no legalistic way about it. It's the flow of the sun and the universe. And I know that the sun is bringing forward life force energy. This is creation energy. So if you're someone that tunes into the word God or God particle, God energy, that's what the sun is bringing. It's creation energy, life force energy. The moon is creating this balance with tides and flows. So everything here is supporting the life on planet Earth and life on many planets throughout the universe. The Webb telescope is showing the reality of what's happening. And so this idea of science, where they take a sample, a square of something, and then they just replicate that out, it doesn't. It doesn't apply to the universe. So a lot of scientific perspectives and way of measuring or replicating something or understanding something doesn't apply because the universe is not full of 
our exact galaxy replicated. So a lot of people in science, when they are talking about dimensions, when they're talking about non-physical or even the universe, they are speaking of like parallel realities, meaning all these versions of Earth, because their thought process is to take this picture of our galaxy or our solar system, and then you replicate that out. And that's not what the universe looks like. The universe is more like people, meaning every solar system, every galaxy is different, unique. It's creative. It's different. It's a different experience. Not every planet is like planet Earth. Not every solar system is like ours or our galaxy. And the Webb telescope is showing this. The Webb telescope is disproving a lot of people's theories of time. There are galaxies that are way further advanced than ours. Also, the Webb telescope is proving the Big Bang Theory to be false, a non-true, meaning nothing banged into each other because we would see that. Instead, what we see is fractal infinity, the spiral, smooth galaxies, life, movement, spirals, beauty, art. It's amazing. It's Her universe is not all these parallel Earths. It's just as beautiful as all of the humans on planet Earth. Every planet, every galaxy is different and unique and beautiful. It's, it's moving creativity. So some planets, some galaxies are heavier than others. I mean, planet Earth, let's talk about it. Human trafficking is number one on planet Earth. It's the number one moneymaker. It's disgusting. It really is. But I've been on repeat about this. We're shifting that. Those ways are going to fall away. So let's talk about cycles, the cycle of life. Many people believe when we die here, again, this alpha and omega, beginning and end. When we look out to the universe, there's no beginning and end. When I meditate and astral travel, there's no beginning and end. Just like there's no judgmental man in the sky. There's, there's not this God being that is a male that's judging humans. That doesn't exist in the universe. But what does exist in the universe is flowing creativity and life force energy. And that is a force of energy. It's the most powerful force. And a lot of people want to talk about love and positivity. Well, the universe isn't even talking about love and positivity. The universe is the abundance of movement, creation and life, constantly giving life. It's moving life force energy that's creating life constantly. So when you open your mind to what's really going on in the universe, and then you begin to meditate and astral travel, you can open to the dimensions. You can open to the dimensions. In science, I'm going to grab myself a, a drink of water here. I actually have some coffee too. <laughs> I've got coffee and I've got water. I was ready for this podcast. I was ready for it. And I had a feeling, I had a feeling I was going to get lost in this one. <laughs> 
sometimes I just get lost in these conversations because they're blissful for me. I'm just opening up and allowing it to flow. The wanted conversations. It's bliss. So cheers. I'm going to have some coffee. It's fascinating when you allow yourself to open to what's going on and you retreat, or maybe it's the three monkeys tuning out other people's thoughts and words and opinions. And when you retreat from other people's theories and retreat from the religion and the academia and allow yourself to feel for not only the universe and the dimensions and life force energy and what that is for you, but also the planet earth, what's happening here. You guys know, I love talking about the, the civilizations, the ancient civilizations. I could talk about Atlantis forever and it's coming forward the surface of the earth. It's going to be revealed. It's time. It's time. The things that have been hidden in the 10,000 years that we were in a heavier, denser part of the universe where things were legalistic and law, where human trafficking was reigning supreme, that has come to an end. Now, all of those ancient civilizations prior to 10,000 years ago that are high vibrational and the technology was there are going to surface. Atlantis, Lemuria, it's all going to come to the surface. Even for some people, Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia is going to come to the surface. I, I don't have any kind of connection with Mesopotamia, but many people do. Hotep, that's something coming forward, Hotep. And there's going to be truth about Egypt coming forward, even though they've locked it down right now. So when you allow yourself to open to what you're feeling and what you know, and you can turn off everybody else and everything else, it's amazing what you can discover. So when I began to meditate in astral travel, my goal was always to do hour long meditations with no music, just myself. And I accomplished that. And that's a great accomplishment. So if you really want to tune in and tap in, I invite you to start with my meditations on YouTube or Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to my podcast. There's meditations everywhere. And when you can just start with 10, 15, 20 minute meditations, really attune your brain and get into the practice of connecting with your higher self, the non-physical part of you, when you can really master the physical and then it really alignment with the non-physical, then you open this, this gateway of you. And after you have some practice with that, then you can do these 10, 15 minute, 20 minute, no music, nothing, just you, <laughs> just you allowing every sound you hear to become music and attune yourself and guide yourself. And then the next goal from there would be this 50 or 60 minute meditation where you enter the theta brainwave state of mind relaxation. But instead of going into delta wave, which is sleep, you're entering into a gamma wave. When you're in the gamma wave state of mind, your brain is so active. You're remembering, you're astral traveling, maybe remote viewing, astral projection. A lot is happening in the gamma brainwave state of mind, lucid dreaming. 
So a lot of daydreaming, you're hitting gamma wave. You don't even realize it. You're just all of a sudden in a mental moment of relaxation, which is theta. The next thing you know, you're in daydream, which is gamma. And then it's like you're pulled out of it. Like, oh, whoa, I was daydreaming. That's gamma. Many of you are amazing daydreamers. Keep going with that. Daydreams are so powerful. And a lot of time your day, a lot of times your daydreams are your dreams you're having at night. They're just replaying for you in the day. My dreams, I can have them replay. I can revisit them. So really paying attention to your daydreams. Those are, that's significant when you can do that. So when you hit this gamma brainwave state of mind, which again, my meditations are designed to, to step you through the relaxation, guiding you into the theta brainwave and then into the gamma brainwave. You don't even have to be there, but for a minute or two, it's so fast, but that's where you access memories. You know, things you go places is gamma. This is the magic. And it's interesting because a lot of music frequencies and hertz will say that they're theta or gamma or delta wave. Well, they might be, but you got to get into the theta or the gamma wave state. So I don't know how I feel about the binaural beats and the, the music that says it's theta and gamma. For me personally, I think you should listen to whatever brings you relaxation and makes you feel good. And a lot of the binaural and things like that, they don't feel good for me. A lot of the hurts, um, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard for me. A lot of it is irritating for me. I like quietness and I like silence. And this also came up on my live stream last night. How many people don't like silence and quietness? And that's where I can be an open channel and receive. I am very well attuned to quietness and silence. And I believe it's because I challenged myself with self-guided meditations. And my goal was that 50 to 60 minutes and not falling asleep, but the gamma, the gamma wave. Because that was how I was able to connect with my non-physical and my physical. I believe the gamma brain wave is really where your physical and non-physical are so active together, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> because you're physically choosing to still yourself into the knowing. In, in the stillness, there is knowing. So again, when you feel like relaxing or meditating or not doing a thing is nothing, it's not nothing at all. It's the opposite of nothing. So much is happening, especially in the gamma brainwave state of mind. Your brain is incredibly active. You're gaining knowledge. It's alignment. It's insight. When you begin to meditate, astral travel, when you're connecting in even the daydreams and your dreams, you're going places, you're seeing things. And for me, I started traveling the dimensions. I wanted to see all the dimensions. I wanted to understand past, present, and future. And I'm also the rainbow bridge. So a lot of this is for me to be the bridge, to bridge knowledge, understanding, dimensions, life, all of it. And so I do bridge physical and non-physical. I do assist many and guide many back to their non-physical. And I've actually been doing this recently. I have somebody in my coaching 
that their spouse is returning back and I'm guiding their spouse back to the wholeness of who they are in spirit. And it's actually beautiful. It's beautiful. And so it's not a conversation of death. It's a conversation of cycles. And she's returning to her wholeness and her higher self and her spirit. And there's a connection. And they're never separated. And they will forever be soul family. But there are cycles. And so for her, her cycle here is coming to an end as far as the physical so that she can grow and evolve and return back and then make a decision of where she wants to go next and what she wants to do once she's in the wholeness and completeness of who she is. So when I connect with my higher self, my spirit, and I travel the dimensions in the universe, here's what I see. Here's what I see because many people have asked me what I see and I'm ready to share that because I know many other people see what I see as well. And when I guide people, they do see it. Science has also confirmed these 12 dimensions that I am able to access. So for me, the 12th dimension is creation. It's life force energy. It's this gold lightning that is where everything is flowing from the fountain of creation. So for me, the 12th dimension is a fountain. It's a stream of gold lightning and of creation energy. And it's absolute oneness, absolute oneness. So I believe that we're in the third dimension, moving into the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension. And not all dimensions are separated physically. Many of them are vibrational. For example, the earth for me is the third dimension. So there's also a second and a first dimension as well. And I believe there's a zero dimension. The zero is something. It's not nothing. Nothing doesn't exist. The universe is the opposite of nothing. So nothing is an illusion. It's nothing is the opposite of life. Nothing is the opposite of creation. So if nothing just doesn't exist anymore, that changes your reality right there. That's a mental shift. That's a paradigm shift. If nothing exists anymore, everything is an experience. Everything is life. Even when you're sleeping, even when your physical reality, your physical life here ends, you don't end. You go right back to your spirit. So we are non-physical beings of light, like a white orb, a Merkaba. I call it our timeless spaceship. Many people see orbs all the time. This is our energy. This is our spirit. It is energetic. You can see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you dabble in remote viewing and astral projection, when people astral project and remote view, they can be detected as well as energy and lights. Absolutely. It is so real. Science knows this. The governments know this. The military complexes know this. This is known. So all these orbs, they are beings of light. So most times when people are seeing angels, they're seeing the Merkaba, the light body of that light being. So every single Human living being throughout the universe has a spirit self, a non-physical 
light body, a light being an orb. All of our spirits, our soul, whatever word works for you, lives forever in the universe. However, it's in a different dimension than where we are. And it's not in the 12th dimension where everything is streaming from. I believe the third dimension is earth and we're moving into this higher vibration so earth can become the fifth dimension. So the fourth dimension is really more non-physical. It's more of like the transition, the shift. So I'm in the fourth dimension. Many of us are in the fourth dimension. I have a podcast on the fourth dimension. It's freedom of mind, body, and time. So people that are free and they're with their mind, body, and time are in the fourth dimension. And then the fifth dimension is going to be a physical dimension. So the earth and all of us are transforming. It's called ascension. I have a podcast on this as well. It's this rising up to a higher vibration, a higher density. So the dimensions are a matter of density. It's physical. So if you start with the zero, the one, two, three, I believe planet earth is a third dimension right now. It's physical. As you go up in the dimensions to 12, it becomes non-physical. So I believe that our spirit, many people believe this is heaven, the realm of heaven. It's a dimension. It's a dimension within the universe where all of us live. And, and maybe this is, a, heaven is a great word for this dimension. <laughs> maybe heaven's a great word for this dimension. It's there. And there's no separation. So many of us have had many lives in other galaxies, other planets. So a lot of us that resonate with being star seeds, we know that we have had lifetimes and maybe even right now we're in another dimension as another being. So there's past life, there's present life and future life. And it's interesting because when Jesus came to planet Earth, a lot of what he came to share and enlighten people about was reincarnation. And it's interesting how many religions go against reincarnation. And really manifesting yourself in, as a physical being is how the universe works. So if we have the 12th dimension that is life force energy creation, it is a fountain of creation, creating all that is in the universe. It's moving creation energy. And then the black holes are basically this zero dimension sucking away the heavy density. So you've got the really dense first dimension, second dimension, probably not physical as you go into the physical third dimension. And then the fourth dimension, not as physical. It's more of a vibration as you go into the fifth dimension. So this idea of ascension and this new time and space that we're in in the universe since 2012 is about this idea of things going lighter and higher. The words are going to change. The vocabulary is going to change. Planet Earth is changing. Everything is shifting and changing. People will return back to their non-physical spirit self because it's too dense. It's too heavy. So sickness and dis-ease and many of these things are playing out 
And many people are going to go through the cycle of life and return back to spirit. Many people are going to come back and choose to come back to be a part of this. So choosing to manifest yourself in the physical is, is part of being in the universe. You're constantly returning back to the wholeness of who you are. And I know that's hard for some people to understand because, you know, for some people, like, let's talk about Hitler. <laughs> like, Hitler is an easy target for everybody. Like, nobody likes Hitler. Well, maybe some people. But <laughs> he's, a, he's a great one to pick on, right? Great example for us. A lot of people hoped when he passed on, he was going to be in that place. The H-E-L-L, -L, right? Yeah. Well, it didn't happen. He returned right back to the wholeness of who he was in spirit. Now, what's happening, though, is many people that are doing the things that Hitler did on planet Earth, the people that are caught up in the unwanted density, the human trafficking, the unwanted stuff, they're caught in what's called a karmic wheel, a karmic patterning of learning lessons. They're going to keep having to come back. They're, they're actually energetically tied to planet Earth. So there are many people that are tied to a planetary body that are going to have to keep coming back and learning lessons to get it right. There's many of us that that's not at all what's happening. We're not in a karmic tie to this planet. We chose to come here. And many of us, like myself, chose to come here during Ascension to be a part of this energy shift. I chose to be here. I chose to be the bridge. I chose to assist people in understanding what was happening with the energy in themselves. I'm choosing to be here and to be a guide and a coach for people. I'm supposed to be doing this. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible the abilities that I have and how I'm growing those right now. I surprise myself every day. And, you know, it's interesting because there's somebody that I've been communicating with. They're non, they're non-physical. And their non-physical, their higher self is wanting to guide me around left-brained activities and guiding me with, with really tuning in to becoming even more powerful as an open channel. It's incredible what is happening for me. It's incredible. So for me personally, I'm never not growing, evolving, becoming. Yes, I've had self-mastery. Yes, there's oneness of me. Yes, I know myself. But planet Earth is still ascending. There's still things happening on planet Earth. And I'm a part of that. And things are still shifting. And I'm still becoming more and more and more. Every time I manifest myself, I'm becoming more and more and more. So some people are not becoming more. <laughs> They're not. And they truly are stuck. And learning the hard way. While some of us are growing and becoming and evolving. Absolutely. So not every human is having the same experience. Because everything is a choice. So sometimes, yeah, your current life could be a challenge for you to learn because of past life. Because there's a karmic wheel thing going on. Most people that are attracted to me, especially in my coaching... They're not caught up in that. They're not. And they know that they're different. So I think we know in our gut, oh, yeah, I'm not caught up in that. Or, oh, yeah, I'm here to learn those lessons. I got to get it right this time for myself, for myself. 
so I can grow and evolve and become. And there's going to need to be forgiveness going on there with yourself, letting it go for yourself so you can move on. So most, most living beings are returning back, manifesting. They're constantly moving through the universe. Many of us were a part of creating planet Earth. We want to be here because we created planet Earth. And it's interesting because Jesus, when he was here as a human on planet Earth, a man that walked on planet Earth, he talked about you are God, I am God. We are all one. That's so true. You can't feel that oneness, though, on planet Earth when people are <laughs> fighting and warring and controlling. When human trafficking reigns supreme on a planet, that tells you the vibration that's going on. But we're shifting out of that. And I'm excited about that. And so part of the shifting is reminding yourself, oh, yeah, those old ways are not moving forward. The old ways are not moving forward. You're moving forward. Those ways are not. The systems of the earth, the constructs of the earth, they're the same. It's control. It's not real. But you don't have to get, you don't have to get mixed up in that. You don't have to be entangled in that. You can be free of that. So returning back to our spirit, Many people stay in spirit form for a very long time. Many people are guides for loved ones here. There's a lot of people that stay in their spirit between manifested lives. There are so many people that are guiding their loved ones here on earth from their spirit. There's a lot of people that return back and reincarnate, if that's the word you want to use. I say re-manifest. They are manifesting themselves because that's what the universe is about, creating life and then experiencing that life. So if you track all of us back, we're all, we all flowed from the 12th dimension. We are all one. And when we feel that, when we're connected to the non-physical of us, we feel that oneness. But when we're in this physical form, it doesn't feel one because we're not one. People, some people, some humans are making different choices than what I'm making. I'm not one with those choices. I'm not one with that vibration. I'm not one with the collective energy. I'm not part of this collective energy. I'm an individual being of light that is infinite, that is choosing to live out a creative life here, to experience this. When you can really see that you're having this me, myself, and I physical experience that the choices are for you, you don't have to be a people pleaser. You don't have to force stuff on yourself anymore. And when you can connect with that non-physical larger part of you that is the universe, that is the oneness, you can feel that. And that's that rising up. What is self-mastery? What is alignment? The oneness, your physical and non-physical. It truly is mind, body, spirit. First, there's a good connection of your mind and your body. The oneness of you and the physical. Then there's the oneness of you, the physical and non-physical. And that's where the intelligent, the wisdom, the guidance comes streaming. 
and you build your confidence from that. When you're more connected with the non-physical side of you, your subconscious and ego really get on board because it becomes the new normal. And really, it's innate for you. The separation is not your natural way. Inviting you to feel for, is it time to relax into theta, brainwave state of mind? Is it time to relax and sleep and heal? There's stillness in the knowing. Or is it time to move and sweat and purge and create something different? Really connecting with yourself physically. What's your physical need? The mind, the mental, the emotion, that can be overcomplicated and really drowning. Really inviting you to tune in to what's happening physically so you can connect with that and master yourself physically, connecting with the non-physical. When you're always connected with that non-physical side of you, always knowing where to go, I call it the inner navigational system, your intuition, all the psychic abilities, there's a flow, there's an ease. You just always know. Everything's just always working out. You grow, you become that, even though that's your natural state of being and you were probably like that as a kid, you got to realign with that, relearn, remember. There's some time, like give yourself a minute, like be the baby for yourself or be a college kid. That's what I did. <laughs> My husband and I did that a few years back. We declared we were college kids all over again. I was like, I'm learning new stuff. I'm going to be a college kid. Seriously. I gave myself the opportunity to just be a college kid. I didn't have to be the adult. I got to be the college kid. I was learning stuff, growing. Allowing yourself to be free. Being a parent for yourself, guiding yourself, coaching yourself. When you can really tune in to your physicality and know what's best physically, you can really tune into the non-physical. So I believe your mind and your body is the portal and the gateway to your spirit, the larger part of you, the universe. And there's so much more going on. We're in a lighter, higher time. Things are easier now. But if you're going to stay in the past and the low vibe, those old ways, those heavy conversations, you're going to stay stuck with the lack, limitation, blame, shame, guilt. You're not going to feel for that non-physical. You're not going to feel the oneness. You're not going to feel the ease of the universe, the creativity of the universe. Those are the old, heavy, dense ways. We're shifting out of that. So I'm going to ask you if you're ready to be the change. If you're ready to be ascension. That's right. Are you ready to be the ascension? 
Your presence is enough. Raising your vibration, connecting in with who you are, the oneness of you with everything that is, and holding that vibration. You don't need to save anybody. You didn't come here to save anybody. You came here to be present. Your presence is enough. Your presence is enough. I'll see you in the next one.